If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Monkeys in space! It's one more thing. Armstrong and Getty. One more thing. This had better be a story about monkeys and not apes. Or I'm going to have to lecture you again. I think they're monkeys. Uh, chimpanzees are monkeys or not? They're apes. Huh. I don't know. They're all monkeys to me. Anyway, so uh, I did a Stereotyping, lot of, that's what that is. I did it's a abhorrent. lot of... Uh, it's othering. <clears throat> right, exactly. How do you think the, 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 the apes feel about that? Or the chimps? So I took my son to the Space Museum in Los Angeles... And uh, the, the big draw there is the space shuttle, but they got a whole bunch of cool things there. Man, we did a uh, VR simulator. I meant to talk about that on the radio show. So this, uh, it was the best VR simulator I've ever done. And uh, I have talked about uh, how, how kind of surprised I am that my kids aren't as into the Oculus VR they got for Christmas last year as I thought. And maybe VR is a little overrated, but this VR I did at the Space Museum was really fantastic. What it was, uh, you were um, you were launched into space in a space shuttle, obviously, because there's a space shuttle there that you see, and then you're floating around the space station in space. And the thing I found really interesting about this was, because I've had the VR experience quite a bit, but I'd never had the VR experience with uh, actual physical movement work so well. So we watched some people, you, you sit in a little, it looked like a, a row of uh, movie theater seats, like four seats, and we watched some people do it, and they moved a little bit, and tipped backwards a little bit, and tipped forward mm-hmm. just a little bit, really slowly, and it looked really boring, and Henry almost wanted to get out of line, so this is for little kids or whatever, and then he ended up having to close his eyes, and I had to hold his hand, and he wanted to take his little thing off, because he was so scared, but what I found was interesting is, VR makes it feel like you're moving, because your brain is not capable of... When all of your vision is, all the input is that you're moving, you think you're moving. There's just, you can't override it. Stupid brain. Well, you combine that 
with the seat moving even just a little bit slowly, and it is amazing how much it feels like you're moving. I mean, it was yeah. stunning. And we were floating. You're floating around the space station and everything like that and tilt a little bit and everything. It was it was amazingly disconcerting. Yeah, I can picture that. And um, I've done something similar in the past. It'll be, it'll be something to see where that eventually takes us. But anyway, a couple of the things they had on the display were uh, really super old satellites, like satellites from the late 50s. You look at those things, and I mean, they look like tin foil and popsicle sticks, and you think, how the hell did that ever <laughs> do anything? And the computer technology of the time. But they had a couple of the capsules that we sent monkeys up uh, to be in, uh, in weightlessness and then orbit the Earth in the early 60s. We were behind the Russians, the Soviets, if you don't know the story. They got a man into space before we did. They had a man orbit the Earth before we did. I can't imagine how frightening that must have been to realize that the freaking enemy of the of the free world was that far ahead of us. So we sent up a, a chimpanzee to attack that man. And, that, yeah, and that's what we did. And the monkey clawed his eyes out. <laughs> it's an ape. And, told, uh, and we told the Russians, you send up another Russian and we'll do the same thing again. <laughs> Send up a tiger next time. Huh? No, we we had the disadvantage, and we still have the disadvantage against the Chinese in that we aren't willing to experiment on humans. Like the Soviets, they didn't care if they sent an astronaut up and they died. Whatever, we'll get another astronaut. Duh, he is hero of motherland. They certainly don't care if they send the monkeys up and die. But we we couldn't, especially with the Russians ahead of us, send one of our guys up there and have him die when the Soviets had already sent somebody into space and orbiting the Earth and everything like that. So we were really, really wanting to make sure these monkeys could get up there and back and be safe. And they also had tasks to do. This monkey, Enos, uh, who is not as famous as the next monkey who went up ham. But so they, they were sending the monkeys up. They trained these monkeys to do various tasks, pulling levers and whatnot on Earth, where you'd pull a lever and get little banana pellets as mm-hmm. a treat. And the question Lever's was... Lever's not going to pull itself. And the question yeah. was, can you perform these complicated tasks when you're up in weightlessness for a while, or does the brain work? They had some belief that your brain would not function in weightlessness. Hmm. So that's what they were testing on the monkey. And um, one task provided, uh, uh, if you performed it correctly, you got to drink water. Another one, banana pellets. The other two problems had a punishment for mistakes. Uh-huh. A mild... At least that's how the trainers described it. You might have wanted to ask the monkey. Uh, mild electric shock on your left foot if you didn't do it correctly. Jiminy. So if you do it right, you get your banana pellet. You do it wrong, they give you a shock. That system began to malfunction on the fourth problem, fourth task for the monkey. And the oh, result is this going to be grim? It's grim. The result <laughs> oh, no. was that he was shocked every time he pulled on the lever, correct or not. He got shocked. Oh, no. He ended up being shocked dozens of times in a row. But kept working as trained because I get oh, because he's a monkey. I guess poor chimp. Yeah, it's awful. And then they've got another whatever, whatever scientist that screwed up. They got to shock him over and over again. I agree. That is the, that is the correct punishment. And then throw your feces at him. If you if you're hold still, Jim. <laughs> if your contraption didn't work right and you shocked the money, we'll get monkey. We're going to hold you down and shock you. That only seems right. Well, it's justice. So then you got another situation here where they're going to send poor Enos up, and they had a three-hour delay, so they put him in his spacesuit, strap him into his chair, get him all hooked up so he can urinate and poop and that sort of, sort of stuff, and there was a three-hour delay, and they left the monkey in there the whole time. 
he became so angry and frustrated with being tied down for three hours, as anybody would, that he broke out of his restraints inside the box, ripped off his medical sensors, and pulled out his urinary catheter. Oh, ouch. Afterwards, that, he, that one gave me a feeling that I don't want to enjoy again. Um, uh, they were able to calm him down with some fresh fruit, some water and banana pellets, too. and then they were able to strap him back in and send him into space. But both the monkeys did survive. Um, and uh, that particular monkey died a year later as some sort of sort of, sort of problem at a at a zoo. But car accident. Uh wow. Well, because that, that was my story son's, was mostly disturbing. That was my son's only question. Do the monkeys live? He was horrified at the idea of the monkeys being sent into space and them dying. And it didn't say anything on the plaque. And when it didn't say anything on the plaque, I thought, I'll bet I know why it doesn't say anything in the plaque. Mm. That, that, that capsule came back with a, with a DM in it. Yeah. A dead monkey. Not a direct monk and direct message either. Yeah. <laughs> no, the monkey survived. Uh, congratulations to us. Jack, the proper name of the attraction you're discussing is the California Science Center. Okay. Sounds about right. Sounds cool. It was, it was awesome. I really, really enjoyed it. My son enjoyed it. I got him a NASA jacket that was way too expensive. but That's uh, cool, though. Yeah. He really likes it, and he needed a winter coat anyway. So, have you, have you taught him carefully to say NASA and not Nassau? Because you remember that was one of my tests for whether I could be friends with a kid <laughs> when I was a kid. If they said chest instead of chest, it was off. And if they said Nassau instead of NASA, again, off. I'm sorry we can't be friends. <laughs> you seem like a perfectly nice person, but. Uh... Oh, no, we have everything in common. You're charming and all, but you said Nassau like the Bahamas so, instead of NASA, the space so agency. I'm af- so. so I'm afraid I must shun you. Yes, I'm afraid you and I will never know the sweet fruit of friendship. <laughs> sort of Not like together. A, the sweet banana pellet of friendship. Go which, from me now. What you deserve is a shock on the left ankle every time you say Nassau. <laughs> exactly. You know, in the early days of uh, the Armstrong Getty Show, I was subjected to shock treatments. Yeah, but worked. I'm a better man for it. It worked. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, I guess that's it. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters 
every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.